Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room, formerly known as the Locker Room app, guys. Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. And, of course, I host a weekly show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room. The Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7. Be sure and join me. Come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join into the group. Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 uh, hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the uh, on the app so that you'll know anytime that I go live because uh, we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime uh, during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities for interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. <laughs> hey guys, back one more time here in the preseason or to review a preseason game. Our third and final was on Saturday uh, against the Tennessee Titans on the road wearing the prettiest uniforms in all of sports. And, um, you know, saw some things and saw some really great things and a couple of other things and kind of to Tell you the truth, man, my mom was in town visiting uh, this weekend, and um, while she was here, uh, we did a lot of running around Saturday afternoon, especially uh, to in preparation uh, for the game. We actually went out and bought food, to, you know, to make it, you know, mom's not the biggest football fan, but she loves to watch it with me, and um, uh, truth be told, man, <laughs> mom kind of wore me out with all the running around the afternoon. Uh, I slept through a majority of the first half. I did not see much of it. I got to be honest. Um, so you'll you'll forgive me that my my review for the game is mostly uh, like the second half of the second quarter, um, to which I did not miss much as far like the, all the scoring started after I woke up. Uh, the only score that I missed was uh, Trey Roberson's pick six. I didn't miss anything else as far as the scoring was concerned. Um, but uh, you know, my 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 uh, my review is limited greatly to the two minute drill uh, for Justin Fields and the Jesper Horstead show uh, that took place. Uh, you know, in combination with the Justin Fields two minute drill, and then of course him uh, uh, showing off in the second half that one that one hander for the third touchdown was unbelievable. But uh, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I never really do about that final preseason game. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just a matter of getting through it. And then the main event of this episode annually 
is the 53-man roster, which, of course, we'll talk about at the end uh, of the show. So let's go ahead and dive in. We'll talk briefly about the preseason game, and we'll get to the 53-man roster, which I have some thoughts about. So let's go ahead and get to it. It is the 2021 preseason finale episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Hang up the telephone. I hear the dial tone. Ringing out loud. Preseason week number three for the longest time was known as the dress rehearsal game from now until whenever. I mean, maybe they'll eventually add an 18th game and cut the preseason down to two games. But for now, preseason week number three is now the finale of the preseason that's what took place between our beloved Chicago Bears and the Tennessee Titans on Saturday night and the Bears wrapped it up with a victory to finish the season or the preseason two and one what's going on everybody Larry D back the preseason week three review episode slash 53 man roster breakdown episode of the Bears talk underground and um, you know as I mentioned in the opening uh, mom was in town visiting which I always enjoy And, uh, you know, like I said, but she also, you know, the really great thing that she does, she gets me off my ass and out of the house, uh, when she's here, I'm a pretty, you know, I'm a homebody type of guy. I like to just hang out at the house and, you know, maybe I go out to the movies or something like that, but for the most part, you can find me at house at home, you know, generally most of the time you find me at home when mom's here, we're going here, we're going there, we're going to Walmart, we're doing some shopping, we're going to go out to dinner, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, I said, she just wore me out and I, you know, was, was feeling kind of sleepy around, you know, four thirty, five o'clock. So I decided to, you know, let me just take a quick nap before the game starts. And, uh, you know, I was able to, to conk out for just a little bit, like maybe about 45 minutes before the game starts, the phone goes off. Okay, great. I turn the game on and I don't remember much. It was like, like, I, I think it was one of those, those sleeps where I could hear the game the whole time, but I wasn't watching any of it. I was still sleeping and I would wake up and Tennessee had the ball. I would close my eyes. It would almost like I blinked and now we have the ball again, you know, that kind of thing. So I was much watching the back of my eyelids for most of the first half. Um, like I mentioned, I missed uh, Trey Roberson's uh, pick six uh, for the touchdown. I did not get to see that. I missed uh, Danny Trevathan's red zone interception, a very timely uh, interception, very big deal uh, that he pulled that off. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't watch much of the first half. I, I, I missed most of it, uh, trying not to sleep and failing miserably in the first half there. And, um, you know, I switched to a new streaming service. I don't have a DVR, so I wasn't able to go back uh, and watch it. And up to this point, I've either missed or the NFL hasn't replayed the game. So I haven't had a chance to go back and, and check it out. So whatever. But uh, like I said, I, I, from about midway through the second quarter, I woke up, woke up and was able to, uh, to watch the, the football game from there. Um, you know, really, really love that, that drive that, that fields and company put together uh, to score the touchdown just before halftime. And um, the throw he made to score the touchdown to Jesper Horstead, breaking the pocket rolling to his right makes the throw and I've you know from even before Justin Fields was even remotely a possibility for us and and truth be told 
I didn't entertain the idea of Justin Fields actually being ours until we made the trade with the Giants. Like, I just didn't think it was going to happen. And, um, you know, but I've, of all the guys, except for maybe Trevor Lawrence, just because people can't stop talking about how goddamn special that kid is going to be um, and, and everything like that, uh, I've seen, I've seen, you know, a couple of times where Lawrence and, and Fields went head to head. And um, even though Lawrence won the first game, I think Justin Fields played better than him there. And he certainly played better than him last year in like the Sugar Bowl or whatever it was in the semifinal, uh, where even even with that banged up rib, he's still making dime throws for touchdowns and just carved up uh, Clemson to go to the national championship game last year. I just um, I always I, I just love watching Fields throw the ball. Uh, his accuracy blows my mind, and um, he's ours. And he showed off that accuracy on Saturday uh, by making a throw where only only our guy could have gotten it kind of thing. And I think Jesper Horstead even commented that the only person that could catch that ball was me or the guy behind me because Horstead was in, like, the middle of the end zone, and there was a guy in the back corner. It might have even been Rodney Adams. Um, but uh, – you know, it was just an unbelievable throw. It was one of those wow throws uh, that he made, the, the kind of throws that I think we all are going to be looking forward to, uh, if and, well, not if, but when he takes the field in 2020. I have no doubt, starter, he's going to be our starter at some point uh, this season. It's just a matter of when. And, uh, but, uh, you know, just a, a balls out amazing throw that he makes on the run for the touchdown to, put a cap on the preseason for him. That was the last play that he took part in. He throws a touchdown pass, and that's a hell of a statement uh, for him. And then the second half, it was the Nick Foles show, who for a guy that was more likely auditioning for 31 other jobs than he was for a backup role with the Bears, did pretty well for himself. Uh, And I think that um, the Bears had to be pleased with it, not only because he scored two more touchdowns and got us the win, uh, in that game, but because it made him a more enticing target that maybe people will be out there a bit more amenable to trading for him now than they were going into it. Cause he, I don't think he played at all against Buffalo and um, he didn't play well against the, uh, the dolphins uh, last year or last year, two weeks ago. So in the first game, I should say, but um, you know, it just, uh, he did very well. Um, he looked good. And uh, he threw two really nice throws to uh, to Horstead for his other two touchdowns. Kind of that one laser on the on the slant in the middle of the field uh, for the first touchdown. And then you know, I mean, Horstead did the did the heavy lifting uh, on that one, but it was still a good throw that that Foles made. And Horstead just did it with the one hander and and you know scooped it in and boom off to the races uh, he goes. And um, you know. Uh, like I said, I missed most of the fireworks with the defense because the turnovers that we got happened while I was trying not to fall asleep and failing miserably uh, in my lazy boy chair. Uh, I missed, like I said, I missed Danny Trevathan's interception. I missed uh, Trey Roberson's pick six uh, and things like that. But, um, you know, I liked what I saw from Charles Snowden. I liked what I saw from Sam Kamara. And as you'll hear from me in about in a few minutes here when we when we talk about the roster, of course, neither one of those guys made the team. So, I mean, I know there's a pretty good chance we'll get him back for the practice squad, and that's fine. But, um, you know, it just seemed like the the preseason was kind of pointless, in my opinion, for how Nagy and company handled it, especially on the offensive side. 
where that's the unit that needs the help. And yet we did the least that we could to get that unit ready for the regular season. No Allen Robinson, almost no Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Demir Bird. Those guys barely, if ever, saw the field. I know for a fact Allen Robinson never played. I think Darnell Mooney maybe played half a dozen snaps in the preseason. Uh, Demir Bird, I'm, I think he's number 10. I think maybe he was out there for a little bit in the Miami game. Marquise Goodwin, maybe saw him for a couple of snaps uh, in, in the Buffalo game. But And these are the four of the top five receivers going into this season. They didn't play it. Basically, they didn't, let's just say they didn't play at all in the preseason. Therefore, when Andy Dalton was out there, he was throwing to our fifth, sixth, seventh receiver, you know, and 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 beyond, you know, like five, six, and seven, like Rodney Adams, John V. Johnson, uh, Daz Newsom, you know, all of these guys, none of which made the team except for Rodney Adams. Uh, that's who Andy Dalton's been throwing the football to uh, in the preseason. You know, being blocked for by only two of the guys that are going to start week one because <laughs> Andy Dalton didn't play at all. Therefore, it wasn't him who was playing behind what's going to be our starting offensive line. That was Justin Fields. He was the one playing behind Peters, Daniels, a white hair, Mustafa, and Afidi. So, yeah, I, I, just, I don't get it. Honestly, Andy Dalton is, is new to the system. He's new to the team, you know, and, and I guess – you know, he must be lighting practice up if the Bears still think he's our best chance to win a football game in the regular season. So, and because of that, I believe that we've set up Andy Dalton to fail. I don't think they did it intentionally. I just think that they're idiots, you know, with how they handled this. And um, Fields will be our starting quarterback sooner rather than later, which I think we as Bear fans would all be cheerful for. But for the quote-unquote plan, the, the plan is, has been a horrible bust because Dalton has not looked good, you know, mostly because he's out there with guys he's not going to be playing with. He's not, he's going out there with guys that he hasn't been practicing with. He's been out there doing reps with, with Goodwin and Robinson and Mooney and all those guys. And then when he hits the field, it's Lacey, it's Newsom, it's Rodney Adams. It's guys that he's not going to be playing with. I mean, I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but that's the thing that's been so frustrating with this whole situation in practice, he's building the the rapport, the chemistry and what have you with Robinson and Mooney and, and Goodwin and so on. But when he's out there taking live reps, which are, in my opinion, far more important than, you know, that's what the preseason is for is, is building that game speed rapport with your teammates, with your skill players and things like that. And he's out there. And out of the five or six guys that he's been throwing passes to in the preseason, he being Andy Dalton, one of them made the team. One, Rodney Adams. That's it. Everybody else is on waivers. Maybe they come back for the practice squad or they are off to, you know, future endeavors. They're not going to be with the Bears. So the, uh, the preseason was pointless for Andy Dalton, in my opinion. And like I said, we set him up to fail. We absolutely set him up to fail. Because is there a Bear fan out there? that is pro Andy Dalton starting the season as our starting quarterback. I don't think there is one. If he is, he's delusional or a former Bengals fan because nobody who saw the preseason would be saying, yep, Andy Dalton is the better option for the Bears at starting quarterback and, our, and gives us our best chance to win football games. All due respect to Andy Dalton. 
You know, I'd, I've made it no secret that last year when the Bears were talking about bringing in somebody to compete with Mitch, Dalton was the guy that I wanted. I thought he would have been perfect for that job to either beat Mitch for it or be the backup that can come off the field, a far better option than Nick Foles, in my opinion. And I was, I'm right. I don't give a damn what anybody says. We should have got him last year and brought him in to compete with Mitch instead of overpaying for him to come in uh, this year. You know, and then what, what doesn't help is that the, the Patriots cut Cam Newton, which makes their top draft choice, Mac Jones, the starting quarterback week one for the New England Patriots. And if you guys remember, when I talked to um, Ross Jackson during the conference preview episodes, he and I both agreed that the person that was less, least likely to see the field in 2021 was Mac Jones because of Cam Newton and him being uh, the veteran and, you know, Mac Jones kind of being the one that I think needed the most development before seeing the field because picks one and two Lawrence and, and, and Zach Wilson, they're starters right away. Boom. There's no competition. They're the starting quarterbacks. Trey Lance. He's like just the field. He's going to be on the phone on the field sooner rather than later. He's going to see the field in 2021. When is the question? Same thing for Justin Fields and Mac Jones was going to be the one that, uh, you know, maybe they can get him in there. Maybe if, if Cam gets hurt kind of thing, but the plan is Cam Newton's our starting quarterback for 2021. Well, Belichick's like, you know what? Mac Jones balled out in the preseason. He's a better, he's the future of the franchise. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to start now uh, with the rookie Cam Newton. You go someplace, maybe you get a chance to play and or start uh, somewhere else. Best of luck to you. You know, Belichick's got the balls to go all in. And I think the Bears should probably do that. Just uh, cut our losses, hang, you know, let Dalton go and, uh, you know, hang on to Foles, I guess. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, at this point, it kind of feels like Fields is going to be the last to see the field when uh, he's probably the best quarterback in the preseason as far as the rookies and everything are concerned. He played the best out of all of them, and he's probably going to see the field last, which makes no sense. So uh, anyway, despite it all, we won the game uh, on Saturday, 27-24 to 24, uh, over the Titans. Like I said, we finished 2-1, and one, so a winning record for the preseason. That's always nice to see. But now we get these meaningless, pointless games out of the way, and we get to move on to the regular season, which... Uh, I am at the very least deeply intrigued to see how this is all going to take place or how it's all going to unfold because now it's, it's back to the what if questions. Remember when we were doing our opponent previews, that was like the number one question that, that our guests had for me week in and week out was when do you think Justin Fields is going to be out there? And you look at the schedule as I mean, well, there's a good spot here. There's a good spot there, but it all kind of boils down to how the, how Andy Dalton looks if we're winning football games and all that kind of stuff, and I do not think that we've set ourselves up well to do that. I just don't. So that means I think we'll see fields sooner rather than later. Like, I'm thinking conservatively week four against the Lions. That's that's my, that's my where I think that's going to happen. You know, like I think we're going to get rolled by the Rams week one. Maybe we'll be able to, I think we'll win the home opener against the Cincinnati Bengals, so we one and one and one, and then we go on the road to Cleveland, where I think we'll get eaten alive by the Browns. And so we'll come home week four, and after a solid week of practice, Justin Fields will start at home 
against the Lions and go from there. That's how I see this whole thing unfolding right now. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, but this is also, you know, we're also talking about the head coach that would not let go of the play calling until weeks after he should have. So we'll see how long he's going to hold on to the Andy Dalton fantasy before he finally acquiesces and put the best player out there for us to try to win football games. So anyway, we get to move on to that now and that frustrating saga waiting for Nagy to put fields out there um, and, and make him the starter. So that, that clock begins now. So before we get to that, let's meet our initial 53 man roster. And I say initial, cause this is not going to be the 53 guys that we go to battle with week one uh, against the Rams, or at least not all of them. I think there'd be a lot of different faces on this team come September 12th. But uh, these are the 53 guys that the Bears announced earlier today uh, on Tuesday. And uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll meet the squad that we're going to war with for 2021. (coughs) This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room, formerly known as the Locker Room app, guys. Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. And, of course, I host a weekly show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Spotify Green Green Room, the Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7. Be sure and join me. Come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join into the group. Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 uh, hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the uh, on the app so that you'll know anytime that I go live because uh, we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime uh, during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities for interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. <laughs> All right, so despite this being a uh, preseason game review episode, technically, uh, this is the real reason that we are here, the, uh, the preseason finale. Uh, we're here to meet the 53 that we're going to go to battle with, but... Um, Uh, Number one, with the cuts that we've made, the roster that we do currently have, and the fact that we've got like another, what, 11 days or so, 12 days. Well, let's see. This is coming out on September 1st. So 11 days um, to get ready for the Rams. Uh, Don't get attached to pretty much to a lot of the names on this list. And, you know, it's, it's it's going to be a very flexible uh, situation when people start clearing waivers uh, today on Wednesday, then uh, you know moves are going to be made because the, the the roster that's been put together is definitely not the one that is going to exist come next Sunday night. I have no doubt uh, whatsoever. Uh, plenty of moves, uh, you know, just people in in certain spots. Uh, you know, like we we've got five tight ends and only five wide receivers. 
Um, we've got uh, seven inside linebackers for a team that I think the most I've ever seen us carry is maybe five or six. Um, so, you know, there's going to be some movement uh, being made there. We, we cut two of our draft picks, two draft picks that actually did not play uh, all that horrible in the, in the preseason that, uh, and things like that. So I just, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. Let's meet the current 53 players on our beloved Chicago bears, 2021, uh, roster. Um, no real surprises on the offensive, uh, side of things. Uh, we're keeping all three quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields and, uh, Nick Foles. Uh, I, I still hold out hope that we might be able to trade uh, Foles for us and for him, to be honest with you. Uh, he played very well uh, against Tennessee, as we just got done uh, talking about. So for somebody that was probably uh, was probably treating the game as an audition for the other 31 teams, I think he did very well uh, for himself. Uh, running backs, uh, David Montgomery, Damian Williams, and uh, Khalil Herbert. Obviously the name absent from... Those from that list is uh, Tariq Cohen, who is going to start the year on the pup list. So, I mean, I I think there's a lot more here than him just still recovering uh, from the initial surgery. I, I got to think there was a second one in there or that the first one didn't take as well. And there had to be some scar tissue or some kind of arthroscopic uh, surgery. I think somebody kind of pressed Nagy on it and he wouldn't say for sure if there was a second procedure, but honestly, that's the only thing that makes sense uh, for Cohen to get hurt as early in the season as he did. And he's still not ready to go uh, all through the OTAs, all throughout training camp. He didn't practice at all. I'm thinking that maybe there was a second procedure in there uh, somewhere. And that's more so what he's recovering from than the initial injury and the initial uh, surgery. But Regardless, um, you know, it'll be a full calendar year and then some before Tariq Cohen is going to be on the field again uh, for the Bears because he's going to miss the first six games uh, of 2021, which means he's out for the Rams, Bengals, Browns, Lions, Raiders, and Packers. He's eligible to come back uh, after the sixth game, which would be on the road at Tampa Bay week seven in late October. So, you know, last year, week number three was like the last weekend in September. So we're looking at at least 13 months between him playing and getting injured against the Falcons versus him returning against the defending Super Bowl champions uh, in October uh, of this year. So who knows? We got the 49ers and the Steelers after that before the uh, the bye week. So. I mean, it probably depends on how the season is going at that point and and, and what have you. So we'll see uh, where Tariq Cohen kind of fits into it. But he doesn't fit anywhere for the first six games, at least, uh, of 2021, still recovering from the knee injury. And that's why he's not on the initial 53-man roster with the other running backs. Wide receivers, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird, and Rodney Adams, who's kind of like the MVP uh, of the uh, preseason, um, it, the, looking at this, I'll I'll get to this here, and I'll, I'll deep in a little bit. I'll dive in a little bit deeper uh, when we're done with the with the with the players. But looking at the list of the guys that made the roster as our wide receivers, basically the <laughs> the preseason was pointless. Allen Robinson didn't play it down. I think Darnell Mooney played a handful of snaps. 
Marquise Goodwin played a couple of snaps. Demir Bird played a couple of snaps. It was Rodney Adams and John V. Johnson, and basically a bunch of guys whose names that are going to be on the waived slash cut list. Those were the receivers that we played with in the preseason. That's who Handy Dalton had to play with. That's who Justin Fields had to play with when they start the season. Everybody that they didn't throw the football to in live action during the preseason is are the guys they're going to be playing with uh, when 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 it gets real uh, next Sunday. So anyway, um, so those are the five wide receivers that are on the team. Uh, tight ends, no surprises here. Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, Jesse James, bang bang bang. Um, Jesper Horstead, after the way that he played on Saturday, how could you how could you not? I mean, seriously. And uh, the, this is the surprise that the fifth tight end is J.P. Holtz. And I don't know if he's basically a placeholder and we're using him on the roster as somebody that we can let go when we start making some moves and, uh, and whatnot. I don't know if Ryan Pace was thinking that far ahead as far as some kind of leeway with the, with the roster or, or what have you. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't. I mean, I just, you know, Jesse James, Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet. I mean, that would be enough right there. And then Jesper Horstead, he's a special teams guy. And the way that he played, the guy's a playmaker. He can catch the football and uh, and whatnot. I mean, he was outstanding against the Titans. And he's he's all, he's kind of like a, almost like a preseason Hall of Famer type. He does this every preseason. I mean, I think this is his third or fourth year on the team and uh, he's made some kind of special play in each of the preseasons that he's gotten to take part in. So uh, he's also, if I remember made a pretty badass touchdown reception uh, from Mitch uh, back in Detroit, uh, I think Thanksgiving 2019 or something like that, but um, he makes plays. It's what he does. So hopefully he'll get a, he'll get a chance to actually do that uh, on the field this year. But uh, JP holds, that was the head scratcher there. Offensive linemen, not a lot of surprises here. Jason Peters, Cody White here, Sam Mustafer, James Daniels, uh, Jermaine Defiti. That's left to right. That's our starting offensive line right now. Peters, a tackle. Cody White here, guard. Sam Mustafer, the center. James Daniel, the right guard. Jermaine Defiti, our right tackle. And then our backups, Alex Bars, Elijah Wilkinson, uh, Lachavius Simmons, uh, Larry Borum, and Tevin Jenkins, for the moment, is on the roster. I have no doubt that he'll be put on the Short-term IR, I guess, when, 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 whenever possible. Uh, so that will open up another uh, roster spot. So, but for now, he's on the roster, and that's our offense. So there you have it. On the defensive side, defensive lineman, uh, we kept, uh, looks like, five. Akeem Hicks, Angelo Blackson, Eddie Goldman, Kyrus Tonga, Bilal Nichols, um, the name missing from that list is Mario Edwards Jr., uh, who I was just reminded is suspended for the first two games uh, of 2021 uh, for uh, violation of the substance abuse uh, policy. So he's out versus uh, the Rams and the Bengals. He'll be eligible to return against the Browns week number three. So for now, he is left off of the roster, and we'll see what kind of flexibility, what moves the Bears make when he's ready to come back in a few weeks. Outside linebackers, we kept four. Uh, Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, Travis Gibson, who had an outstanding um, preseason, by the way, and Jeremiah Tashu, who I forgot was on the team. Um, I don't think we saw him very much. Uh, I think he was the one that I had to be reminded was number 50 because I remember uh, watching like the home games at least uh, against the, the Bills and the 
Dolphins, like who the hell is number 50? That's Jeremiah Tashu. So um, inside linebackers, this is a group that you definitely don't want to get attached to because I can't see the Bears keeping all seven of these guys. I mean, the, the funny thing is I had a, there was the, they posted a, a picture on Twitter of the linebacking group. And it was these seven, like we didn't cut a single linebacker from the team because I remember that there were seven guys in that picture. And I was thinking, I was like, well, with the way that everybody's playing, uh, you know, EA Bunyue, Iggy, he's, he's, he's a special teams guy. Alec Ogletree has been a stud throughout camp. Obviously Roquan's not going anywhere. Danny Trevathan, you know, Christian Jones is like, these are all guys that are here. And then you've got Josh Woods, who's, who's more of a special teams guy. And then Caleb Johnson, who's an undrafted rookie. I was like, yeah, the only person out of this group that I see leaving is Caleb Johnson. And I was wrong. That still might be true when the Bears make the moves that they're going to make. But for now, not a single guy that was in that picture got cut. Every single linebacker that we had on the roster made the team, uh, which is um, remarkable. So here's where there's probably going to be a lot of changes. Uh, In the secondary, um, our four cornerbacks, Jalen Johnson, Kendall Vildor, Duke Shelley, Xavier Crawford. Not a very imposing group. Uh, whatsoever. Uh, safeties, Eddie Jackson, Tashawn Gibson, Deion Bush, DeAndre Houston Carson. That's more like it. That's like, I think that's a solid group uh, of safeties, especially if um, Eddie Jackson can return to form in the Vic Fangio-ish defense that Sean Desai is uh, going to try to put together for us uh, this year. And then we cap off the roster with our specialist, kicker Cairo Santos, punter, Pat O'Donnell, long snapper, Patrick Scales. So uh, let's take a look here at this uh, roster. Number one, uh, the Bears kept 10 offensive linemen. Um, I think, once again, that was just for some flexibility for when we start making waiver claims uh, tomorrow or picking up free agents after they clear uh, waivers. Um, You know, guys like uh, Lechavius Simmons and obviously – Tevin Jenkins is going to be on IR. Um, I, I would anticipate that the these are going to be some guys that get, uh, you know, waived as a corresponding roster moves for other people that we bring in. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, Tevin Jenkins is probably going to go on IR, so that's something that will take care of itself. Uh, the seven inside linebackers, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see us keeping all seven uh, of those guys. I mean, I think going back and, and thinking like to, to the offensive linemen, I think the most I've ever seen the Bears carry onto a roster was eight. You know, basically a swing performer or a backup, like a swing guard, a swing tackle, and a backup center to go with our five starters is pretty much what I, you know, recollect the Bears kind of always doing uh, when they're building their 53-man roster. So there's there's a lot of curious things going on here. Uh, you know, obviously the with the corners and everything, we basically cut everyone. So, let, let's, yeah, let's let's get into that. Um, first, the, the people that are basically free agents right now uh, are the, the veterans, uh, Artie Burns, Desmond Trufant, uh, Marquis Christian, and uh, Adam Redmond, who's an offensive lineman, a center. Uh, he, they've all, you know, they have the experience or whatnot in the league that they're free agents right now. They don't have to go through uh, waiver cuts. Desmond Trufant, uh, turns out that, um, you know, um, Apparently his dad passed away. I, 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 I'm just hearing about that 
uh, today. So I, I don't know if, if it was, uh, if that was ever outed before, uh, today, or if, um, if, if, you know, that's why we haven't seen him around. He's been with his family. I guess his father was ill and he passed away and he's been with his family uh, ever since. I don't know that I ever heard that he returned uh, to the team or returned to practice. So the bears have let him go. So, I mean, it's unfortunate uh, that that's the reason it certainly wasn't because he didn't perform on the field. He wasn't there. So uh, not a surprise that to see that we're uh, letting him go, but I definitely feel uh, for him that um, that was the reason he wasn't uh, with the team. It wasn't anything, you know, silly or frivolous or, or anything uh, like that. He was taking care of family business. So I wish him the, uh, the best and, you know, thoughts and prayers. I can't imagine what I would do if I lost my dad, but um, you know, Artie Burns, that's um, an interesting uh, decision. Him being cut. I mean, he, we, he missed 2020 because he, you know, had a, he suffered a knee injury uh, in training camp. So he was lost for the season and now he actually makes it through the, the off season and uh, plays in the preseason and the bears cut him. So take that for what you will. Marquis Christian, who's kind of bounced around a little bit, um, was with the jets last with the bears and the jets last year, the bears bring him back uh, and everything. And, and I thought he made some plays in, in the preseason. So I'm very surprised to see that he's on, I mean, and he's a free agent, so it's not like he's a waiver wire guy and we can bring him back. I mean, we can, I think we can bring him back on the practice squad because um, they're following 2020 rules or COVID rules for the practice squad. 16 guys uh, can be on the practice squad and six of them can have unlimited NFL experience. So even someone like Marquis Christian, who wasn't eligible to be waived, can be on the practice squad. So the Bears have a chance to, to bring him back if he wants to. Um, so those are the guys that are free as a bird right now. They don't have to clear uh, waivers. So let's talk about our waiver guys. Uh, Ryan Nall, running backs, Artavius Pierce, Ryan Nall, no big surprise there. It was a crowded running back room to begin with. But, um, you know, that's no big surprise. And, you know, maybe they'll bring Nall back on the the practice squad. Or I was surprised to see him uh, let go that we didn't keep a f- keep him as the fourth running back for special teams uh, purposes because we certainly don't want him on the field. But um, you know he always does something awesome in the preseason. But you know in the few few opportunities that he's gotten on the field during the season, uh, like that stupid ass third and one play against the Saints in the playoff game last year, uh, doesn't do well. So. Uh, we've ended the Riley Ridley uh, experiment, um, the disappointing uh, draft choice. I mean, it was kind of a, I mean, it's such a, such a frustrating thing. You know, when we drafted him, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed to be a late second round pick. The Bears, uh, or excuse me, a second round pick. The Bears pick him up in the, in the back half of the fourth round in 2019, uh, I don't think he ever saw the field in 2019. He saw it sparingly. Uh, he was barely active, you know, and things like that. And I guess they've just seen enough uh, from him being outperformed by Rodney Adams and things like that. So he's uh, being waived. So maybe we'll bring him back on the practice squad. Uh, Arlington Hambright, a seventh rounder from last year, uh, offensive lineman. He's been waived. James Vauders. I mean, there are names on this list. It's like, it's like people that will sound familiar to you. You know, Ryan Null, Riley Ridley, Arlington Hambright, James Vauders. 
and on our draft picks, like I mentioned before, our wide receiver Daz Newsom and Thomas Graham, who for a long time there was being, uh, you know, talked about as being the front runner for the corner position. Uh, also, he's been returning kicks for us. Now, all of a sudden, he's on waivers, and we, we risk losing him, uh, him and Daz Newsom. Hopefully, these guys clear waivers so we can bring them back. Uh, Chris Lacey, another wide receiver, Isaiah Coulter. And you know why these names sound familiar? Because these are all the guys that we've been playing with in the preseason. While Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney and, uh, you know, Demir Bird and, and Marquise Goodwin are on the sidelines watching the game, uh, Rodney Adams and all of these guys have been the ones that our quarterbacks have been trying to build some kind of on-field rapport with, which has been pointless because, A, they weren't going to be there week one against the Rams, and two, they're not going to be on the freaking team, apparently, either. So it just seemed like the whole thing with the why the offense struggled with or without Dalton or Fields or, or, or what have you, because the guys that we're going to be playing with or going to battle with, if you will, aren't going to be on the damn team or, or, or you know, aren't going to be playing with. And it just it just makes it all pointless. And just it's very frustrating for me, especially like I've been saying all along, especially the last two weeks. I don't feel like Andy Dalton's gotten a fair shake um, here in the preseason with who he's been out there on the field with the you know, the, the, the glued together offensive line that only has two of our starters in it. None of the guys that he's actually going to be throwing passes to in the regular season uh, and things like that, you know, with Rodney Adams as our number five receiver, I don't know how much he's actually going to play uh, this year, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, It just, it just seems pointless. You know, all these guys, Daz Newsome, Riley Ridley, Chris Lacey, Isaiah Coulter, Jean V. Johnson, you know, uh, and, and, and everything else these, these are the guys that have been out there pretty much every snap, uh, in the preseason. Now they're all gone. And it's like, and I know that Dalton's been practicing with, with Robinson and, and everything like that in practice, but it's not the same as actual live reps and things like that. It's just, it's not the same. So it, it just, it's just frustrating to me. So, uh, other cuts, uh, Dieter Eilson, Iceland, I think is that that's a center offensive lineman. Uh, Tease Tabor, who was a former second-round pick for the Lions. He's a safety. Made some plays for the Bears in the preseason, I think specifically in that uh, in the Miami or Buffalo game, one of the two. Um, Scooter Harrington, tight end out of Stanford, undrafted rookie free agent. Tyrone Wheatley, also undrafted. Actually, all these guys are undrafted from now on. Scooter Harrington, a tight end. Offensive lineman Tyrone Wheatley, Jr., Daniel Archibong, Sam Kamara, Charles Snowden. It's just, that's the other thing. These are guys that also played well during the uh, preseason. Uh, Daniel, Ar- not, excuse me, Sam Kamara, Charles Snowden. These guys played well. And I hope that we can get them back on the practice squad. Uh, the chances of clearing waivers are actually pretty good, but it's just, you know, there's also a chance that somebody else saw how they did uh, during the preseason and will claim them on waivers so the Bears don't get a chance uh, to bring them back. Uh, Deontay Ruffin gets cut for the second time, uh, cornerback. And uh, Brian Johnson, the kicker, who was always a camp leg, so this is not a surprise at all. But um, I'm hoping he clears waivers and the Bears can put him on the practice squad because he did a hell of a job uh, during the preseason. Showed he got a good leg. He's got accuracy. I don't know that we missed a – did we miss a field goal in the preseason? I don't think that we did. So but between Santos and Johnson, I think we did very well in the kicking game. 
Uh, it's our coverage teams that you need to be worried about. We played much better against Tennessee, but uh, against Buffalo and Miami, we're god awful in in coverage on on kicks and punts. So that's to be worried about. And we had two people on the waived injured list: uh, Lakeo London, uh, defensive tackle for my alma mater, Western Illinois, and uh, Trey Roberson, who had the uh, pick six. He left the game with an injury, so he's on the waived injured list uh, as well. So. I think when these guys clear waivers, they'll be they'll be free agents. And we already talked about Tariq Cohen, Mario Edwards. So, yeah, when when I saw the list of of people the guys were getting the Bears were getting rid of, I just um, it kind of rendered the entire preseason pointless because most of the guys that are on the football team didn't play in the preseason. They didn't play. You know, and I guess in in a way, that's what the preseason is for, like to evaluate the other guys on on the team. But it just uh, it just seems pointless, especially with what we're trying to do on offense with Andy Dalton, with Justin Fields. They're out there with guys they're not going to be playing with in the regular season. It's frustrating, especially when when thinking about Justin Fields. Uh, the first time that he has on the field action with Allen Robinson will be at some point during this season when he takes over as the starting quarterback, which I have no doubt is going to happen at some point in this season. It's just a matter of when. And that's up to Andy Dalton, to be quite frank. If I think if he plays well and it, uh, you know, or even if he plays well and we don't win, I it's, do think it would just be a matter of time before Fields goes out there. Um, how long will it be? Like I said, that's up to, to Dalton. If he comes out and he, and he plays well, win or lose, I think that the Bears will stick with him. Because um, we're not winning a Super Bowl this year, guys. That's not happening. So anybody who's got championship aspirations, just go ahead and let that go. That's not what this year uh, was meant to be. But I don't think we're going to get too far down the rabbit hole if the Bears don't start out hot. Um, this year before making the switch because, you know, the only thing that would probably save Nagy's job at that point if the Bears don't win football games this year is how well Justin Fields progresses through his rookie season. Because we all know, no matter what, whether he doesn't play a down this season or he takes over week three after we start 0-2, Justin Fields is the starting quarterback 2022, day one, period. I mean, you can bet your life on that on that right now. Justin Fields will be our starting quarterback for sure, 2022, no matter what. You know, if Andy Dalton's on the team, then he's re-signing to be his backup for a third of what he was paid this season. Otherwise, Andy Dalton is off to greener pastures or whatever pastures, just not our pasture. And, uh, you know, I think we'll figure out a way to get rid of Nick Foles at that point. Uh, as well so but Justin Fields is going to be the man next year no matter what and how much experience he gets this year depends on if we're winning or losing and how well uh, Andy Dalton is doing in that uh, in the meantime so uh, it's not a throwaway year obviously they're going out there to win football games I just believe that the expectation as a fan should not be for us to win the division make a playoff run and and uh, go for the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously that's what we want and we'll be over the goddamn moon if that's what actually happens. But, um, you know, looking at the schedule before the preseason, 
I was thinking maybe nine and eight uh, kind of thing after the preseason, maybe seven and 10, you know, that kind of thing. It just, uh, and, and, but also, like I said, and uh, I was saying it last week on, on the, uh, on the live show on the green room app. If you guys want to join me, uh, it's tonight, actually on Wednesday, 7 PM central, eight o'clock Eastern, uh, look for club 34, seven. And, um, you know, I discussed it last week that I, and I mentioned it here before that I just don't think that Andy Dalton has got much of a fair shake and not that the bears are setting him up to lose. It's just, you know, Nagy is, is kind of talking out both sides of his mouth. Cause he said going into training camp, he was going to be aggressive with the preseason. He's going to use the preseason. The players were going to play and they really didn't the unit that needed the help, which would be our offense did not put its best foot forward in the preseason. And I, I know that we're probably dealing with the most vanilla of, of playbooks during the preseason. So as to not show our hand uh, too much going into the regular season, but like I said, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer were the only ones that played consistently uh, in the preseason as far as guys that are going to play every day. Um, the wide receiving core, uh, I mean, I saw the snap count from like the, the Bills game. Marquise Gooden was out there for two snaps. Uh, Darnell Mooney was out there for one. Uh, you know, Demir Bird and, and Allen Robinson didn't play at all. David Montgomery hasn't played since he limped off the field two plays into the Miami game. Uh, and things like that. So it's just Andy Dalton did not get to go out there with the offense. So the unit that needed the help wasn't able to get it because we we didn't put the football team out there. And like I know we were kind of handcuffed with the offensive line because of the injuries and things like that. But our skill players, we're not out there playing together. We can't build a, a rapport as far as like on the field action because they weren't out there together. And I know that no matter what, Andy Dalton was outplayed by Justin Fields head and shoulders, you know, the entire uh, preseason. I mean, that throw that he made to Jesper Horstead just before halftime in the Tennessee game, unbelievable, unbelievable on the run, you know, and makes that throw and just puts it where absolutely nobody but Horstead was going to catch it. And the funny thing was I, I heard Jesper Horstead say like this, he, there was only the only person that was going to be able to come down with it was me or the receiver behind me. Cause Horstead was about in the middle of the end zone. And there was a receiver in the back. I think it might've actually been like Rodney Adams or somebody in the corner of the end zone that would have also been able to make the catch had Horstead not come down with it. So, you know, just an outstanding, just like a mind blowing uh, kind of throw uh, that he made. I mean, fields is the better quarterback. So, I mean, it is the same as 2017 when it was obvious that Mitch was the better of the two quarterbacks between him uh, and Mike Glennon. I know that people wanted, you know, people are going to want him out there as soon as humanly possible. And the Bears seem to be pot committed to Dalton and, and kind of seeing this through as far as, you know, he's going to be the starter in 2021 for as long as humanly possible. Um, but, um, you know, nobody who's been watching the preseason or nobody who's a Bear fan is buying that for one second. For one second, if we're putting the best possible player out there, it's not Andy Dalton. God bless him. He is not the better of the two quarterbacks. He is the veteran. You know, he's going into year number 10, year number 11, whatever it is. He has the experience and things like that. Maybe he knows how to manage a huddle a little bit better than Justin Fields, who is basically calling plays from the line of scrimmage his entire uh, college career. But as far as just like full-blown talent, 
Uh, Justin Fields has made plays and scored points no matter who he's been out there with in the preseason. Uh, I think Andy Dalton has led the Bears to, I think, just the six. Yeah, the six points. That one touchdown pass to Rodney Adams. That's it in like his six or eight drives as the quarterback in the first two games. Six points. Justin Fields, I think that touchdown pass to Horstead put him over 30 for the, for, for the preseason. That touchdown pass put him over 30 points for the preseason. So, you know, two, three touchdowns. He ran for one himself against uh, Miami uh, and things like that. I just, if we're going with who the better player is, who gives us the best chance to win, it's, it's Fields, period. It absolutely is. But I don't know if Nagy's trying to be honorable and sticking to his word or to the promise that he made Andy Dalton that he would be our starting quarterback to start the year uh, and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, but uh, we also get a chance to see what's going on in practice, or at least we won't anymore now that the preseason is over. So, you know, I don't know. I don't get it, but I don't think it'll be very long that we have to wait for Fields to be out there and to be our starting quarterback and leading this football team and uh, let the chips fall where they may uh, after that. So, but uh, like I said, that's our 53-man roster. Don't get married to it, especially when it comes to the secondary. I think there's going to be a lot of moves made there. Um, and like I said, with the makeup and and the number of players that we have in certain positions, uh, I definitely think there's going to be some maneuvering and some some waves and some cuts and some things like that. It's going to be a very fluid situation over the next 11 days between now and getting ready for kickoff on the, uh, on the 12th. So, yeah. I don't think it's going to be an overhaul or completely different looking football team come uh, September 12th, but uh, I definitely don't think it will be anything close to identical. That's for sure. So, um, so yeah, there you have it guys. There's the 53 man roster. That is the team that we are currently going to battle with next Sunday against the Rams. And now that's the mode that we're in. We're getting ready for week one. So next week, We'll have our preview episodes uh, on uh, Thursday and Friday. We'll be previewing uh, week one. Uh, we'll be getting in touch with uh, getting in touch with Sosa K from uh, Locked On Rams to see when we can uh, get together to preview uh, the game. Uh, that's uh, right now based on the two football teams. Uh, I am uh, expecting kind of somewhat of a massacre uh, uh, week one. I just feel like the I feel like the Rams are the best team in the NFC right now, and um, we are not. So, uh, yeah, I don't see that game going well for us. Crazier things have happened week one, so I wouldn't be totally blown away if the Bears won that football game, but I just, I certainly wouldn't take it as a statement that the Bears to be taken seriously. You guys know how I like to refer to us in that, uh, that opener in 96 where we handed the defending world champion Cowboys their ass on Monday night football to start the year and then went like six and 10 uh, for the season. So, uh, you know, it's week one, week one, weird things happen like the Jaguars starting off one and zero and going zero and 15 the rest of the way. So week one does not a season make. So God forbid, if we pull off a miracle and beat the Rams, I don't think it means that the bears are a team to be reckoned with. I just think that we had LA's number that night or the Rams weren't ready to play or whatever, you know, I'm, 
I'll be thrilled with the victory, but it won't be like, oh yeah, baby, 16 and 0 or 17 and 0. Here we come. It's like, no, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We, it's only week one. Everybody pumped the brakes. It's exciting, but, uh, let's see where we go from here. So we'll get in touch with Sosa and get that, uh, set up. And then we'll have our, our, uh, in-depth preview, uh, on Friday to get you ready, uh, for it. Uh, I will be back. I think maybe, uh, Monday, Tuesday next week, once the 16 man practice squad is established to kind of, kind of like a 53 man roster rewind, if you will, to talk about who was actually on the team. Now, what moves, what cuts, what waves, who did we pick up? Who did we sign after they cleared waivers and, and, and whatnot. So one last look at the team before we dive into, uh, our previews. And then when the season gets going, bear up and bear down, we'll have the review episodes and so on uh, and so forth. So I'm ready where it's, it's finally here. We have this last little break, this two week break between the preseason and the start of the regular season. And we'll be able to get after it for good from now until mid February. We'll be, uh, it'll be, we'll be in football mode once again. Thank heavenly Christ. So Anyway, guys, be sure to follow the uh, social medias at BTU underscore Larry on Twitter and on the Instagram to find out when new episodes uh, are coming out, especially to find out when the next one uh, is coming out. It should be should be Monday or Tuesday, and then we'll get started with the preview episodes next Thursday and Friday, and uh, then we'll hit the ground running from then on. Be four days a week for the rest of the season. I'm excited. So... Anyway, check back uh, with me uh, next week, and we'll do the 53-man revamp show to get ready for the regular season. And until then, my name is Larry D., and this has been Bears Talk Underground. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.